Today on the Saving Grace Outreach Podcast, transgender bishops and drag queen pastors. Today we are going to be discussing the growing perversion in church leadership across the nation and the two religions that are beginning to form within the Protestant church. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Saving Grace Outreach Podcast. My name is Logan. Um, today we're going to be discussing two stories. Um, they're a bit a bit older. One of them's a bit newer, one of them's a bit older, but they fit the bill, and they're within the same uh, genre, so we're going to be discussing them today. And I want to start off with this first one from The Daily Wire. It says, the first transgender bishop elected in main, mainline Protestant denomination. So the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America over the weekend became the first mainline Protestant denomination to elect a transgender bishop. Reverend Megan Roller, a biological female who uses the pronouns he and they, was elected on May the 8th to serve as bishop of the Sierra Pacific Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. She was elected on the fifth ballot with 209 votes during an online assembly. Roller narrowly defeated Reverend Jeff R. Johnson of Berkeley, California, who received 207 votes. Now, Roller presently pastors Grace Evangelical Lutheran Church in San Francisco and is also the community chaplain coordinator for the San Francisco Police Department. She will be installed on September the 11th at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Walnut Creek, California. Roller celebrated the victory um, by praising the Synod for dismantling the clerical standards set by the First Council in AD 325. Now, it's... Um, Here's our statements. The first council's fir first action was to try to limit the leadership role of trans pastors and bishops. Um, now I'm certain that in AD 325, that was the that was the first. It's not just one. It was the first action of the Nikian Council to attempt to limit the leadership role of trans pastors and bishops. That was their that was their key mission because it's the first thing they did. It's the first thing that they did right out of the gate to get this thing done, right? Right? But Roller is grateful that the Lutherans are beginning to dismantle this and some of the other hurdles for BIPOC people, BIPOC being an acronym for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color, and LGBTQ pastors. Now, it's uh, assumed that Roller was likely referencing Canon 1 of the Council, and in Canon 1 of the Council, set in AD 325, it says that those, being men, but those who have castrated themselves um, are forbidden from serving Within the clergy. Um, this is just wild. That I mean, that's really the only way 
that I can even begin to describe this story is that it's just wild. You have a woman who wants to serve within the ministry. And so they allow her to serve within the ministry, first off, um, which already begins to break biblical standards. Um, I mean, some people want to argue the standard of church elder does go to male. There, There is no discrepancy about that in Scripture. There's no debate really about that in scripture the 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 title of elder is supposed to go to a man the overseer of the church is supposed to go to a man so first we're we're already defying um that logic of of course i guess she's trying to get around that by claiming to be transgender right she 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 is a woman she is a she She's trying to defy that, trying to get around that, I guess, by being a transgender and attempting to serve within the clergy. Um, good job to the council, I guess, for maybe foreseeing somebody like Roller for forbidding people who have castrated themselves from serving within the clergy. Um, of course, I guess the council maybe didn't foresee that, give or take, you know, a little over... Uh, a few thousand years that uh, we would just abandon those standards, that the Lutheran Church would just abandon the standards that were set, right? I, I guess they didn't foresee that. They, they didn't see the church just abandoning um, those ideas. So that's that's the that's the first wild part. So first off, we, we're, we're breaking the biblical standard that the, the position of elder does go to a male. We're breaking... The, the councils, Canon 1, in which states that men that have castrated themselves, or I mean, as the, the verbiage here within the article says, those that have castrated themselves, men or women, but it would be presumed that it would be a male figure, those who have castrated themselves are not allowed to serve within the clergy. So she already has two strikes going against her. She's already breaking biblical doctrine. She's breaking, um, I mean, I guess the doctrine, if you want to call it that, of the canon. And that of which was set by the council. And they're embracing this. They're embracing this idea. And, and they're, they're, it's not like it's just one church, right? It's not like there's just a, a church out there. Maybe that is lost, that is under the influence of Satan. It's not like we just have a lost church body somewhere that is embracing this and that is embracing Roller. This is the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. This is an association. This is made up of the Lutheran churches all over the United States. And she was elected with 209 votes. You can argue, be it that, that it was a narrow vote, 209 to 207, that doesn't make a difference. 209 votes still went to her. If I'm Reverend Jeff R. Johnson of Berkeley, California, I am looking to leave the Evangelical Lutheran, Lutheran Church of America. I'm looking to leave that association because it's obvious that they do not adhere to their own doctrine. It's obvious that they don't even adhere to the man that the name is based off, or based off of. The Lutheran Church is based 
off of the ideas and off of the writings of Martin Luther. And they're, they're not even um, following the, the, the teachings of Martin Luther. They're at odds with the teaching of their founder. Martin Luther wrote, In order to proceed, all right, let us direct our attention to Genesis 1, 27. So God created man, male and female, he created them. From this passage, we may be assured that God divided mankind into two classes, namely male and female, or a he and a she. This was so pleasing to him that he himself called it a good creation in Genesis 1.31. Therefore, each one of us must have the kind of body God has created for us. I cannot make myself a woman, nor can you make yourself a man. We do not have that power, but we are exactly as he created us. I am a man and you a woman. Moreover, he wills to have his excellent handiwork honored as his divine creation and not despised. The man is not to despise or scoff at the woman or her body, nor the woman the man. But each should honor the other's image and the body as a divine and good creation that is well-pleasing unto God himself. So here, the Lutheran Church is abandoning the Word of God and the writings of Paul. They're abandoning Canon 1, set by the Council in AD 325, and they are abandoning the man, the founder of their church. They, they say they root their entire church, their entire everything, into the writings and the ideas of Martin Luther. The Lutheran Church does. They're abandoning Martin Luther on this. In order, I guess, to attempt to win some kind of woke Olympics and to elect the first transgender bishop in mainline Protestantism. It is truly mind-boggling. Alright, let's move on because that's just so upsetting. Okay, um, I got another story here. It's about a church, Hope United Methodist Church in Bloomington, Illinois, currently has a pastor named Isaac Simmons, or at least he's in a position of church leadership. Isaac Simmons is currently a drag queen and regularly dresses up for drag when he presents biblical lessons and sermons. And as horrific as that is, this church in Illinois is promoting him as a candidate for ministry and essentially wanting to promote and send him, I guess, uh, whatever the head of the Methodist, uh, you know, Methodist convention is. Simmons, who is an openly gay man, dresses up as a woman uh, even during his sermons. Serving under two female pastors as the church's project and remote learning coordinator, Simmons is pursuing candidacy candidacy for ordination within the United Methodist Church and has claimed that by coming out as gay, he has, quote, found a deep love for theological discussion and spiritual formation. So Simmons, um, he's... As I said, he serves as a church project and remote learning coordinator. The church is currently wanting to essentially, I guess, ordain him as a minister. He is openly gay. 
and he dresses up as a drag queen when he gives his lessons. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just taking a minute, um, to really formulate what I want to say here. Here's a great quote. This, this quote is from Simmons himself. He says, uh, they're saying this person is being called to the ministry or has our approval to receive the United Methodist support financially and otherwise. Simmons said, my faith and my understanding of God calls me to be a part of that, to be a part of change making and to be a part of creating spaces where everyone, regardless of our, of their identities or orientations, can be and exist without even an inkling of am I welcomed here. So that, um, I assume, is Simmons' theological statement. It's his ministry goal, is, quote, uh, to be a change maker and to create safe spaces where everyone is welcome. So Simmons' theological um, theological point, his ministry's goal, his focus is not on spreading the gospel. It is not spreading the life-changing and life-saving message of Jesus Christ. It is not to promote the church. It is not to prove the existence of God. His ministry is empty and fruitless as he looks to promote diversity and inclusion rather than repentance and salvation. And obviously, there is the elephant in the room that he is a gay drag queen. That certainly does feed into the issues here. Um, <laughs> oh my... This is this is crazy. All right, I want to I want to read the 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 um, statement from the apostle Paul here in First Timothy chapter three. We're going to start in verse one. Paul says, "It is a trustworthy statement. If any man aspires to be the office of overseer, it is fine work that he desires to do. An overseer then must be above reproach, the husband of one wife." temperate, prudent, respectable, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not addicted to wine or pugnaciousness, but gentle, peaceful, peaceable, free from the love of money. He must be one who manages his own household well, keeping his children under control with all dignity. But if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how will he be able to take care of the church of God? And not and not a new convert, so that he will not become conceited or fall into condemnation incurred by the devil. And he must have a good reputation with those outside of the church, so that he will not fall into reproach and into the snare of the devil. Um, so here we see... Oy, um, <laughs> calling back, I guess, to the last article, we, we already see in verse 1 by Paul, uh, it is a trustworthy statement if any man... If any man aspires to be the office of overseer, uh, an overseer uh, must be above reproach. The husband, one wife, he must be able, he must be one. Man must, he, need I say more, women are not supposed to serve 
in the role of overseer. They are not to serve in the highest spot of elder within the church. That is not to say that there is no place for them within ministry. That is not to say that there is no place for them within the church. In fact, quite the opposite, as the Apostle Paul himself, who writes this passage that we are observing, he writes all throughout, excuse me, all throughout his books, mentioning, strengthening female servants within the church. Excuse me. So Paul does not find that the ministry in the church in and of itself is an exclusive male body, but rather the office of elder, the office of the overseer and of the leader of the church is, is restricted and intended for males. Now, obviously, uh, Mr. Isaac Simmons... um, I guess whether he wants to admit it or not, is a male. Um, but I, I believe that he fails um, numerous of the qualifications laid out by Paul. <laughs> Boy, um, I don't believe that he is uh, above reproach as he is taking part in the sin of sodomy. Um, I, I don't know. The, he's a husband or not i'm i'm not sure if he's a husband or not but uh, as him being a gay man uh he does not respect the institution of marriage as seen within the eyes of god uh i'm not sure how temperate prudent or respectable hospitable or how well of a teacher that he is um what i'm telling you <laughs> is uh that mr simmons fails the qualifications to be the leader of a church, he fails the qualifications to serve within the role of the church. And the main reason I really wanted to bring up this story is because uh, Al Mohler, Al Mohler, Al Mohler, he's a Southern Baptist pastor and a theologian uh, within the Southern Baptist Church. He rebuked the United Methodist Church and he rebuked the congregation in Illinois for being led by Isaac Simmons, and he made some tremendous statements that we need to take a look at, and that we need, um, we need to observe. Muller said, by the time any kind of church or church body reaches this point, it has already basically embraced doctrinal annihilation. There is virtually nothing left of the historic Christian tradition, and Mr. Moeller is completely correct. As we observed in the last case of the transgender bishop within the Lutheran Church, they abandoned the Word of God, they abandoned the Canon 1 set by the Council in AD 325, and they abandoned the man that they claim to have founded their church off of Martin Luther, they abandon the writings, the teachings, and the ideas set forth by Martin Luther, which are well documented within history. So they've abandoned the complete tradition of the Lutheran church, the tradition of their teaching, the tradition of their doctrine, in order to attempt 
to win the woke Olympics, to bring in the first transgender bishop in, in mainline Protestantism. Meanwhile, likely, I'm not sure about, uh, I, I, I don't remember his name, Reverend Jeff, I just remember his first name's Jeff, whoever, whoever Roller was running against, possibly taking out a very qualified candidate to serve within the Lutheran Church and within the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. They took out a possibly very qualified candidate in order to attempt to push Roller, who meets none of the qualifications set forth by any of the traditional standards within the church. Muller went on to claim that the widening gulf in mainline Protestantism over issues of gender and sexuality are not merely two different positions, but rather two different religions. And he is exactly right. Because we're at an issue. We're no longer at a theological impasse in the traditional sense in which we debate and we say, uh, for example, when Jesus died, he went in the tomb for three days, whether or not did Jesus go to hell, and did he he save souls in hell? Did he preach in hell for three days? What did Jesus do in those three days? We can have those infighting. We can have those infighting issues within the church. And even with the issue of, of me as a Southern Baptist and a Calvinist, we both believe the same gospel, and we both preach the same gospel, but we might come, but we come to an impasse with the idea of election, limited atonement, um, universal atonement, or universalism. We we come to an impasse there, and we can have those infighting issues. But at the same time, we can still preach the gospel. And it is at this point when we begin deciding what is a sin and what is not, because that's what we're doing. We are saying something that has been traditionally viewed as as a sin, homosexuality, something that has been viewed as a sin throughout tradition. It was viewed as a sin within the time of Jesus. It was viewed as a sin within the time of Moses. It has been viewed as a sin for the entire existence of humanity. It has been clearly stated as a sin within his law. But now we are deciding that we as humans, we can make the decision that 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 isn't a sin. That isn't that isn't a sin. We know better than God. That is what we are saying. And that is what you are saying by electing a transgender bishop, a drag queen pastor. You are saying we are openly going to acknowledge, allow, encourage and celebrate sin within the church. And we are even going to elevate it to the highest points of leadership in order to serve over our congregation and to poison that congregation, to poison the message and to hurt the name of the church and to defame the name of Christ. That is what we are doing in this instance. And so, yes, it is becoming two different religions. Because if we decide that homosexuality and transgenderism is allowed, we're going to wipe away that law. That law no longer exists. We no longer adhere, adhere to it or acknowledge it. What's the next law? What other laws do you believe are outdated? What other things within the law do you think that we don't have to observe? And I'm not here to attempt to push a total theocracy. 
even though in today's world it might not be a half-bad idea. But when we just begin to throw out God's law, and we just begin to decide that sin can be accepted, celebrated, and elevated within the church, that is when we are going to have a breaking point. And the Methodist church began, they began fooling around with homosexuality years ago. They dipped their toe into it. They submitted. They gave into it. And now they have this. And it's going to be a snowball effect. And I am here to tell you, for people out there, if you don't want this in your church, you have to fight to keep it out. Because just because you don't want it in there, somebody might. Somebody, it might come along. And they might not particularly want it. But they'll roll over. They'll give in. You have to fight it. So quite honestly, uh, Mr. Moeller, he is spot on with the division that is taking place in the church. And I would call upon everybody, if you are in either of these churches, if you are under the leadership of, of this Bishop Roller, if you are going to be going to the St. Matthew's Church in California that she's going to be serving under, if you are in this Hope United Methodist Church in Bloomington, Illinois, run. Run from this church because it is deeply under the influence of Satan. Run from this church. And I would I would cry out to anybody. Everybody listening to pray for these churches. To pray for these two people. Roller and, and Simmons. Pray for them. Because you want they they can. They can be vessels for the gospel. They can spread the gospel. But they can't do it like this. God won't bless this. And it's not for his glory at this point. They can repent. They can turn from their sins. And they can embrace gospel message and begin to spread it effectively and correctly but not like this so pray for Simmons and Roller pray for these churches, pray for these congregations and pray for the United Methodist Church and for the Evangelical um, Lutheran Council of America, whatever it was called Pr pray for that, pray for them and that they might realize what they are doing is wrong, it is sinful, it is a rejection of their traditions, it is a rejection of the word of God, more importantly. And it is a disgrace, a perversion, and as Mr. Moeller put it, doctrinal annihilation. This has been the Saving Grace Outreach Podcast. My name is Logan. Thank you for being with us, and God bless.
Want more content from Saving Grace Outreach? Be sure to go to our website to see our devotionals and apologetics articles. Also, be sure to check out our podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Also, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. And finally, check us out on Instagram and give us a like and a follow. This has been the Saving Grace Outreach Podcast, a presentation from Saving Grace Outreach.